welcome to Not So Molly Mormon podcast. Welcome, welcome back to our lovely podcast. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. And we have our organ music back. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we have it. I, I just play it. If you listeners don't know, I just whip out my organ and I play that for you all every time. <laughs> I am very musically talented. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be so amazing if either one of us could actually play the organ or piano and we just had a little keyboard and did the little intro. That would be great. But, I did take piano lessons, but I quit after a while. And I never learned how to play the organ. Apparently the organ's pretty hard to play. Yeah, no, I did the same. I, I took piano lessons because my mom is at like she's the organist at the Mormon church. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's she a tough to teach me. That's a tough calling, like to be up there and playing the organ when everyone is singing. I know. She used to get real feisty because the chorister would often go too fast or too slow and <laughs> yell at her after. And my oh. mom would be like, well, I can't see your hand, so you need to raise it up higher or just follow my lead. Also, your mom's got the power, right? Because your mom's like, you know, everyone's following the music. Like, <laughs> uh, She's got the power. Yeah. Um, yep. Anyways, I mean, this is our solution. So, if listeners, if you think that you, you know, want to help us out by creating a little jingle or a little song for us, please do, because we've been asking for a year now. So, yeah. So, if any of you feel so inclined, we'll we'll promote you on our podcast if you want to make us a jingle. Make it. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever your heart is desire, you know. That'd be real nice. Also, happy Easter, everyone. Yep. Happy Easter was last, when this airs, it will have been last weekend. So hopefully everyone had a fun Jesus Resurrection Day. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was telling my, my boy, because he was asking, uh, he was like, oh, what, what happens to Jesus? Like, he died again. And I was like, no, that's not what Easter is about. Like, he died. <laughs> But then he's resurrected, and he's like, but then he dies again because he, like, goes to heaven. I was like, no, he ascends to heaven. Like, he doesn't die again. Like, he's just, like, <laughs> ascends to heaven. And I was like, and actually, the Mormons <laughs> believe that during that time, that's when he went to the Americas and, like, taught the people there. And he was like, what? <laughs> Your boyfriend's no. like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> he's like your country everything's about america like jesus dies oh it sure <laughs> is then he's got to go to the americas right oh, <laughs> america's the chosen land did he not know this like exactly <laughs> I mean, that's where the garden of eden is it's in fucking america yeah i mean hello it's obvious <laughs> I just need to giggle. I mean, God bless America, but I mean, if we're gonna have Garden of Eden, like really, Missouri's the place. Like it's beautiful. No offense to listeners who are from Missouri. No, I think right, it's gorgeous. Just but because J Dog, like, yeah, J Dog was like, yeah, it's here. This is this happens to be where I am right now. So this happens to also be where the Garden of Eden was, and everyone's just like, oh, that makes sense. Like, like oh, that okay. makes perfect sense. Yes. Also, okay, so I posted this last week for those watching the show Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, or just Sabrina. I fucking love it, but it's also crazy because we had a few listeners who agreed and, like, pointed out the similarities between 
like so if those of you don't know it's like all about like witchcraft and like you know the coven and stuff like that and based on sabrina the teenage witch but like they have their own church the church of night which is like so similar to mormon doctrine they just reverse (laughs) everything from like god to satan or like funny to darkness you know what i mean i wonder if one of the writers is like an ex-mormon they have to be because then that villain that shows up is like literally a Mormon missionary. Like I nearly shit my pants when it came on. <laughs> That's was, amazing. Oh, I don't know. Katie, did you see it? No, I haven't seen it, but it's definitely on my list. I think I better start watching it today because I, I got to see what everyone's talking about. <laughs> you definitely have to, but especially the part of the Mormon missionary because he's like the villain um, but like, it's, so it's funny. So they, they show this guy and my first thought was like, oh my God, that's a Mormon missionary. They're going to have it be a Mormon missionary. Cause he has like a sweater over his button up and tie. And then he has a name badge that's literally mocking like the Mormon missionary uh-huh. name badge. It says like Jeremiah or some shit like that. And then it's like underneath it, the church of the innocents. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> and then he has a bicycle that he rides. And then the other thing is he goes to the door and he starts like knocks on the door and be like, oh, I'm here to like talk to you about the church of the end, blah, blah, blah. What, what do you believe in? And she's like, oh, no, thank you. I have a religion. And he's like, oh, but can I have just a glass of water? Which is what they do just to get <laughs> in got, your door. They got to get in. Yeah. <laughs> I was freaking the fuck out. So I was like, OK, they, this person the writer who came up with this character, this concept of like having, you know, witch hunters be a religious, like Christian religious, and especially based on the Mormon faith, like they have to be ex-Mormon because it was yeah. like too close. Like it was so close to what Mormon missionaries do and teach. And I was like telling that to my boys. who I was like, oh, they even have like he asked for a glass of water and he's like, what? Oh, okay, what does that mean? I'm like, it's so they can get in your door. Like, that's what they do is they ask for at least a glass of water or something to cool off. And then they start chatting with you about what you believe in. Yep. Yep. It's how they get you. Oh, man, it was crazy. Anyways, I just promoted the hell out of that show. I mean, it is like a teen drama. So, you know, hashtag I'm 30 and I still love that shit. <laughs> But I was like, oh, my God, it's so crazy. That's yeah, been that's crazy. crazy. <clears throat> anyway, so that's my thing. And uh, this past Easter, you guys, this was the first time I wasn't at church. Yay! Oh, it was a bit bizarre. I was telling Katie before. I was, uh, yeah, I kind of had emotional moments for a second. I, I was homesick, to be fair, as well. I always go home for Easter and this year I didn't, so I was a bit like, I just want to be at home and wake up with an Easter basket by my bed. Oh. Why don't I have an Easter basket? Where are my candies? <laughs> like, oh. Why? I'm 30, but I still like my Easter basket. And But then also I like kind of realized, like, oh, my God, it's the first time I've not been at church, like a church service. On Easter, because even though I wasn't a member last year, and I think the year before as well, if I'm at home, I still went to church with my family. Right, right. So, yeah, it was a bit weird. I was like, what do I do? What do, what, what do I do as an adult on Easter? <laughs> without, like, you um, have brunch, have cocktails, <laughs> make delicious food. You can have sex if you want. You can pretty much do whatever you want. <laughs> 
Oh, that's way TMI for the show. But anyways, yes, um, my church service yesterday was quite delightful. The best (laughs) I've ever had. Praises. (laughs) Sing praises. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Well, I hope everyone, all the listeners had, I hope you all had a good Easter, even if you were maybe forced to go to church. Hopefully it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I hope it was just nice for you and relaxing and also what I think is so interesting is this whole I know we talked about Christmas before Uh and how it's like based on pagan you know rituals and their beliefs and how Christians (laughs) just kind of stole it and made it their own thing but also like aren't Easter eggs literally like a a pagan thing like yeah Easter's a another pagan holiday it's like it's really really similar and I think it's it's like the celebration of you know springtime and rebirth and stuff like that but um you know that fits in nicely with the resurrection of Jesus so that's kind of where Christians inserted it and it's funny too because um you know they celebrate his birth on the same day every single year December 25th but it's funny they celebrate his resurrection it's a different day every year you know, it's never oh, like a yeah. set date. It's just the, you know, whatever Sunday it lands on. So it's kind of interesting. <clears throat> That's true. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, the whole, because I was like thinking about it yesterday, like where I should have Googled it. But of course me, like I just didn't. But I was like thinking like, where does this idea of like egg, like Easter eggs come from? And like the Easter bunny, like where, like, I'm sure that doesn't talk about, like, it's not mentioned in the Bible. So like, what is this? <laughs> I like, don't know, Sarah, have you ever even read the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> we're I experiments. You know, we're experiments. Means, yeah, we probably haven't read the Bible or the Book of Mormon ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We never read it. We were never devout, righteous Mormons. <laughs> and that's why we left the church. And we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know where the Easter bunny comes from. I mean, it must stem from, I bet the Easter eggs maybe stem from like, something to do with springtime and look and the baby chicks being born because it's now warm enough possibly um but I don't know about the Easter Bunny I haven't looked into it I'll have to have to look it up I know I need to google that by the way if if this <laughs> my stomach just growled like a huge inside fart and it was on there so I'm sorry <laughs> listeners because the mic is right by my stomach and it was like I don't know if you just heard it, Katie, but it was intense. I didn't, but I hope so, I can hear it in the playback. <laughs> I sure hope so. It would bring oh, me joy. Me too. Everyone has tummy gurgles. And if they say they don't, they're lying. <laughs> That's what I always say. I'm like, mm-hmm. 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 Or when I hear it and people are like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm like, are you? Because I use that excuse all the time. But you ain't hungry. You just got gas. That's what that is. <laughs> That's a big old inside fire happening. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Anyways, okay, our topic, Katie, introduce it. Boom. Our topic today is Mormon fundamentalism. Yay! <laughs> so, for those of you listening, this is what Mormons will defend like crazy because I did the same thing where I'd be like, we don't believe in polygamy. We're not those FLDS or whatever they call them. Like, I think that's what we said, right? FLDS. Yeah. yeah. Um, we aren't them. They practice polygamy, but we're not them. And they're so different from us. Like, that they aren't Mormon at all. Yes. That's Mormons Mormons get very, very defensive when people confuse 
the fundamental Mormons with the mainstream Mormons. And it's funny because when I remember being a Mormon and I was like, how could they even confuse us? Like, we're not even the same thing. And now that I'm out of it, uh, it's very easy to see how it could be confused because they're very similar. They live in in like, you know, the same geographical area and they believe a lot of the same things. So it's funny. Once you're out, you're just like, oh, yeah, I can see how that'd be a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. But just like you were saying, when I was in it, I was like, we're so not the same. Like, how are people getting us confused? And I would get so annoyed mm-hmm. when people would be like, oh, you're Mormon. You must, you know, must be one of many wives. And I'd be like, we don't practice polygamy. That's the other, like, it's called FLDS. And they're like, not Mormons at all. They left and, the Mormon church because they couldn't follow the doctrine and the rules. So that's not Mormon. And I was even under the impression how I felt about them anyways. It was that they were wicked. You know, they were evil yeah. and that they were they had it all wrong and they were very scary. Um, and they were, yeah, definitely not like following Jesus. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, I guess we can explain to. like kind of how it how where they came from and how it happened for people who don't know. I know that we have some listeners who've never been Mormon, you lucky people, you. You uh, lucky human <laughs> beings. Yeah, so uh, if you've listened to our past episodes, you'll know that J-Dog was the founder, Joseph Smith, uh, <laughs> and he founded the church in the 1830s and he himself practiced polygamy, but he lied about it. He didn't tell anyone. He he didn't even tell his first wife, Emma, until he was, he'd been doing it for a really long time. Um, it's like uh, gaslighting. I uh, bet he was like, what are you talking about, Emma? I just had a long day putting my head in a hat and transcribing <laughs> shit. It wasn't that I was out with other women. And then she finds out that he's been banging all these other women who are his wives. Yeah, That's and I think we should probably point out, but reiterate it here, that a lot of those wives of his were very, very young, um, as young as 14. Ugh. And um, many of them also were already married to other men. So Ugh. the old excuse of like, oh, he just needed to take care of them is bullshit because they had fathers and, and husbands already. So, uh, yeah, he was just a pedophile and a horn dog mm-hmm. um, and wanted to get away with it. And so he said that God told him to. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> after he died, there was kind there was confusion about who should take over the church because he hadn't really made it super clear. I think he'd mentioned that he wanted his son to take over, but I think his son was only 11 at the time of his death. His death, you know, he it wasn't planned. He was murdered. So, mm-hmm. so um, Brigham Young claimed that he was the the one that was supposed to lead the saints, and that God told him that he was the chosen prophet. Uh, but also, there were a bunch of people who thought that Joseph Smith's son was the prophet. And there were some other people who thought these other men were the chosen prophets. So right away, Mm -hmm. they sort of branched off from there. And the ones that followed um, Joseph Smith Jr., like Joseph Smith III or whatever, uh, they eventually became known as the Community of Christ. And that's where Emma Smith, like, went. She didn't follow Brigham Young. That's right. And also at, like, Nauvoo, most of it is owned by the church, the Community of Christ Church. Yes, and because that was the first time that I even heard of it, because listeners, they don't talk to you about this at all in the church, 
And when I was there, I was like, huh? Why does everything say, like, owned by a community of Christ? Like, what is this? Yeah. And then I had to Google it, and I was like, oh, like, this is, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> and it's kind of obvious, like, when you're out, why they don't talk about it, because I feel like that wouldn't be very faith-promoting if you were like, well, yeah, the, the prophet's whole family, Joseph Smith's family didn't follow um, Brigham Young. They didn't think he was a real prophet, but they don't tell you that. Nope. <laughs> um, but but by the way, the community of Christ, I researched a little into it. I don't know tons about it, but honestly, it is by far the coolest like sect of Mormonism, I think, the coolest branch of it, because they, um, they've never been racist. Like, they've always included all races, and women can have the priesthood. And oh, shit. They've never excluded, like, LGBTQ people ever. Um, they don't require tithing. Um, they don't, like, put restrictions on you. They, I don't think they even follow, like, um, the Pearl of Great Price. Like, they admit that the Book of Abraham was a fake. They, they don't, like, super – they don't hold really fast to, like, saying that the Book of Mormon and the history of Mormonism is historically accurate. They just more focus on, like – the symbolism of it and then they embrace being christ-like so and they don't have any Jeez. temples yeah like their <laughs> temple that they have um that really cool temple they have in nauvoo it's open to the public um they're not secretive and they're they're very much focused on like more christ obviously by the name of their church so i mean it's still a little bit wacky because it's based on joseph smith and mormonism but it's definitely like the coolest and most progressive uh uh-huh. you know, so I thought that was pretty Hashtag cool. Hashtag Emma. Way to go. I know, Emma. I know. I mean, Emma. Emma, you're a girl, yeah. Emma. Didn't we have, like, we were going to make a t-shirt at one time that said, Emma Smith, bless her heart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she went through I some would. shit. <laughs> I totally were. I remember thinking, this is a sidetrack, but I remember thinking, so the, so listeners, there is, um, if you don't know this, there's a scripture in the Doctrine and Covenants which for those of you who didn't grow up Mormon, it's like an addition, like another set of scriptures that Joseph Smith said that, you know, you should read and blah, 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 blah. Anyways, in there, it has like the word of wisdom. It has like all the like doctrine of the Mormon church, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they have the section 25 that was apparently just for Emma Smith. Like, and I remember they presented it like in my seminary and like in my church growing up and even at BYU as like, and the Lord loves women so much and appreciates them so much and valued Emma Smith so much that they gave her her own section in the Doctrine and Covenants, section 25. <laughs> Y'all, you read it, and it's just about her making some music or being like a chorister. Uh, and I they special. Like, I was like, yeah. what? I remember reading it and being like, this is this is what women are, you know, this is what they're special for. Like, they, uh, what? Like they get to have a song of joy or some shit like that in their heart. And that's like, I don't know. I just thought it was so funny that like everyone preached so much about like how obviously the Lord loves women and appreciates them. And Joseph Smith did too. And, you know, there was direct revelation for Emma Smith to have her whole like section 25 and the Doctrine and Covenants that was just for her. It's so twisted. It's that's so messed up because, you know, she's also mentioned by name in section 132 where it specifically tells her that she has to allow joseph to take on multiple wives or she'll be destroyed oh my god (laughs) so like uh, yeah she's 
she's they're not treating her special in those scriptures. They're being like, you follow Joseph or we'll come like destroy you. Okay. <laughs> but also do it while singing a song. A song of joy and delight. What is that? I wanna like find that scripture because it oh makes cringe. Anyways, okay, she, sorry. Back to Church of Christ. Okay, so yeah, that's that's the, the I guess the yeah, the first like break off of the church. And then as most of us know, Brigham Young takes over and and some people follow other little mm-hmm. sects of Mormonism, but they die off. So the, ma- the main bulk of them go to, they follow Brigham Young and they cross the plains into Utah. And, uh, you know, Brigham Young is ruling and Brigham Young is open with his polygamy. He's, you know, very into like the blood atonement that we talked about where Ugh. you can... You can li- you can kill somebody if they're sinning, um, and lots of stuff like that. He had a lot of you know very racist and sexist sermons. Um, just overall a terrible human being, but you know supposedly a prophet. Okay, so then <laughs> after him comes let's see, so it's Brigham Young, then John Taylor. Okay, so is it sad? I I sing like the the prophet song in my head that the, that you learn in primary when you're like Latter Day Prophets are number one. Did you ever learn that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not that we uh, learned it. We were brainwashed. Oh, into brainwashed. That, yeah. Yep. You're told over and over and over and over. Sing this and sing. Follow the prophet. Okay. So. Uh, yep. Then John Taylor came along and he was prophet for a while and he was also very very polygamous and just. It's basically the same as Brigham Young. And then after him uh, was Wilford Woodruff. So this was at the time, it was nearing like the late 1800s. And this was when the government was putting a ton of pressure on the Utah like territory. Um, they were they found out they were practicing polygamy. Polygamy was federa- federally illegal. So they were putting pressure on them to stop or they were going to take control of, of like all the church property and, uh, you know, come in and take over. So then very conveniently, a revelation comes to Wilfred Woodruff from God <laughs> oh, in 1890. So God Yeah. And it, you know, basically says, OK, we're done. We're, we don't practice polygamy anymore. And that was in 1890. Um but a lot of the prophets, I, I mean, not the prophets, like a lot of the apostles, even at that time, and like the men in the church, they still practiced polygamy well into the 1920s. They just kind of did it under under wraps, right, so that the government couldn't get them. Um, oh. So they still kind of did it into the early 1900s. But so after that 1890 manifesto, there were a bunch of people who were up in arms. They were like, no. Joseph Smith and Brigham Young and John Taylor all said that this was like an everlasting, you know, law, like a commandment from God. You should like polygamy will be forever. It's never going to be abolished. And so you are led astray. You know, that must have been Satan telling you to not (laughs) to not uh, keep practicing polygamy. And we don't believe you. So they broke off. They broke off and started their own churches because I mean, and to their credit, it's like. Yeah, you know, that's what Joseph Smith and Brigham Young said. So they're like, oh, we're going to keep following the initial prophets. Well, exactly. So, and this whole idea, sorry to jump in, this whole idea of, of like, the, the sorry, I'm, my couch is super squeaky today. So <laughs> I apologize that every time I move, it's like, 
Um, but this whole idea that God is constant and consistent and like the prophet, you know, he gets direct revelation from God that like, you know what I mean? Like it, it is a bit confused. That's why I've always been confused. Cause you're taught on the one hand that God is, is, cons- is constant. Yeah. So then how does he just change randomly with these revelations? <laughs> like it was always so confusing to me. Like, but why, if he said like, okay, polygamy is a thing, then why all of a sudden did he change it? Or why all of a sudden... If he said, you know, the priesthood wasn't for anyone who was not white, then all of a sudden he's like, oh, everyone can. Like, it's a bit like, but why? Because if God is constant and he's omnipotent, doesn't he know everything already? Like, this doesn't make Mm -hmm. any sense to me that he would be changing. Yeah, Um, it makes no sense. And it's I mean, it's obvious to people like us, right, that they were just giving into societal and governmental pressures to keep their status as a church and to keep membership. But when they they the church claims that it was a revelation from God to change, even though the founder of this church said that polygamy was going to be something that never changes ever. um, And it's still in the doctrine today. I feel like I always have to emphasize that because. Those of you who are maybe still in the Mormon church, but haven't left completely, like, it's it's in the doctrine. Like, it's not as if we just stop, like, Mormons stop practicing polygamy. It's still very much a part of the doctrine. Like, it is enforced, like, if you die when you go to heaven, like, your husband could possibly, if you're a woman, your husband could possibly have multiple wives. And if you get married in the afterlife, then you'll be joined with multiple women with the same mm-hmm. husband. So it's not like a polygamy ended and the Mormon church was like and we're done it's like it's still in the doctrine so like if that's a problem for you you might want to just go ahead and get on out yeah it's still in there it's still in there yeah and of course it's still in their scriptures they haven't taken it out of their scripture so that's a problem for them yeah. um so anyways they there were there were a bunch of kind of breakoffs so I guess the main the main there was a bunch of dudes who were like no you know Wilford Woodruff you got this wrong we're going to keep practicing polygamy because that's what God told us to do um and they na- named themselves the Council of Friends and they were <laughs> just like a bunch of guys right and then because they all probably had clashing egos there were a bunch of different like sex that emerged from that but the main ones were um the the fundamental church of jesus christ of latter-day saints which is flds and then there's another one called the uh, i always say this word weird apostolic united brethren and that one's a little bit more it's not quite as fundamentalist but um it still is, they still practice polygamy, but they're not as, like, crazy in the fundamentals as the FLDS. And both of these still exist. And there actually are, there's a lot of other small, you know, like, independent FLDS kind of little communities that don't follow a specific prophet or anything, but they still do, like, the whole polygamy thing. But there's a ton of them. I was researching this and I had no idea. There's like over 50 different. Whoa, really? (laughs) Yeah, it's bizarre. It's hard to keep track of them. But the biggest one, obviously, is the um, FLDS. So and this is the one for maybe listeners who, (laughs) especially for North American, like that show on TLC, like that's that's FLDS, right? Yeah. And I because I think that that shows like that. Um. I think they and like that other show that's on that's on Netflix. 
Oh, uh, ooh, yeah, I watched it. What was it? Um, called like, was it like Three Wives, One Husband or something like that? I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm fairly certain and like listeners, if you know better, um, tell me, cause I, I really tried to look up what exact, um, you know, style of FLDS they were and I couldn't figure it out. So I'm pretty sure that they're like independent. Cause I noticed in a lot of them, they'll have like, you know, church in their house or just in their yard and they're, they don't do a lot of the super weird things. Like they don't wear prairie dresses and stuff. Um, <laughs> so I yeah. Think and they were wearing like some of them wore garments and some of them didn't. So I was a bit confused mm-hmm. by that. Yeah. It's kind of confusing. I think they all just sort of interpret it their own way. And I think, so my opinion on those ones, the ones that are independent and they don't necessarily follow a certain prophet, I think that those aren't quite as harmful, but I still think they're kind of harmful in terms of like the women and the children because they're, they really think that this is what God wants and they feel like they don't really have a choice, but they're not as harmful as like the, that main bulk FLDS that's like insanely strict, you know, and they follow yeah. the prophet and stuff, but I still feel kind of icky about the other ones because I'm like, oh, like, I know I, I want people to be able to choose how they want to live and if they want to, you know, be in a polygamous marriage, like, that's that's fine. But part of me is like, are they really choosing it or do they feel, like, pressured into doing it because <clears throat> of religious reasons, right? Yeah, exactly. And I might say something to offend people and I, <clears throat> I hope I don't, but I just feel like I also am kind of like, you know, you you do whatever makes you happy, blah, 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 as long as it doesn't affect society or, like, other people. Um, and that's kind of why I have an issue with FLDS, especially, like, the ones who practice polygamy, because our, we're already so overpopulated, and I feel like these people have so many kids that oh I'm my like, God. is yeah. that necessary? Like, fine, be polygamous, but, like, you know, they're taught that, like, they're supposed to have as many kids as possible mm-hmm. and, like, you know, populate the earth. And it's like, all right, well, the earth is pretty populated already. So, like, maybe don't have 15, 20 kids. Like, yeah, maybe don't. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of my only life. And especially what you're saying, too, if women feel pressure into doing it, because, yeah, they could still say it's their choice because if you watch that documentary on Netflix, they do say that. Like, it's our choice. But I'm like, is it just like it was our choice in the Mormon church to do a lot of shit that we didn't really want to do? Right. But we did it because we were, like, brainwashed and, like, mm-hmm. fear tactic was used and guilt tactic was used. And so, like, we did it because we were too terrified not to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm a bit like, uh, I have yeah. a little bit of issues. But I also know people who grew up with polygamous families as well. So I don't want to offend them, but it's a bit like, it's, it's tricky it's, for sure. It's a tricky one. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for me when it's in like those communities where I feel like they're more independent, it's like, okay, at least there's not usually not um, intense abuse going on in those specific families, but it's still, Oh, it's tricky. It's tricky. It's a tricky one. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about the actual FLDS church, though, because this is, they're a problem. <laughs> like, they're they are bad news bears. They're really, really, really bad. So, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, Sarah and I aren't really too, fan, too much of fans of Mormons. <laughs> but I am really not a fan of fundamental Mormons. Like, no, they're no. real bad. So I didn't, I, I knew... I knew some of this stuff, but I just researched a little, and it's it's real bad. Um, 
So if you are in the FLDS community, you so they all most of them live in this little area that's called Colorado City. It's right on the border of Arizona and Utah. And I actually drove through there once when I was driving like back to Utah to visit. It was mm-hmm. real, real weird, like super weird. The houses were huge and it's just kind of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, anyways, and if you live there, there's like intense rules. So, yeah, the women, they have to wear like the full on. It's like all the way up to your neck and all the, the dress that covers all the way down to your wrists and all the way down to your ankles. And you have to wear like socks. You can never even show the skin of your ankles. Um, what? Yeah, they're they're not allowed to cut their <laughs> hair ever in their whole life. Like cutting your hair is a sin because supposedly like in the afterlife, the women are supposed to use their long hair to wash their husband's feet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I can't. OK. Oh, yeah. Um, there, there's no, absolutely no media. So no TV, no internet, no movies, like not even, you can't even watch Disney movies. Disney movies, I, I was listening to something that Warren Jeffs, so Warren Jeffs is the current prophet, everyone. Uh, okay. But yeah, we'll get into him more, but he, he said even like Disney movies are of the devil, they're of Satan, and you aren't, like kids are not supposed to watch them. You can't listen to any outside music. Um, you can't even read books or magazines that aren't like church issued. Um, they don't oh have. So... I just made this connection because I always got so confused why people would ask me if I was Amish because they would be like, ah, Mormons, yeah, yeah, and they would start describing this, and I was like no, that's not what Mormons are. Like, that's more of like an Amish community or like a Mennonite or something like that. And now I'm like, oh, maybe they're confusing with FLDS, which also sounds quite similar to that. I mean, I'm not, I don't know all the similarities between Amish community or Mennonites and FLDS, but growing up, I did know a few people who were part of a community like that. And it's the same, like they, the women couldn't they had to have long sleeves and their dresses had to go down to their ankles and they had, they could never cut their hair. Mm-hmm. And they were Mennonites. So, yeah. anyways, continue. yeah, Sorry, I just thought maybe like that's that's maybe that's why they always assumed that I was like Amish or would get confused by that. Yeah. Now yeah, it makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. And even things like women, um, they can't wear makeup, obviously. But I learned that they can't wear like bright colors, and they're especially forbidden from wearing the color red. Interesting. <laughs> um. Oh my god. Yeah, um children aren't allowed to have any games, like no toys. Um and they're not even allowed to have pets, like you can't have dogs. Um, what? Why? And, um well, I read something really terrifying uh in Under the Banner of Heaven, which by the way, if you guys haven't read that, go read it. It's really good. But so the the prophet before Warren Jeffs was Rulon Jeffs, his father. And during that time, there was uh, a Rottweiler who bit a young kid. And I think the kid was fine. But because of that, um, the the prophet, <laughs> Rulon Jeffs, he ordered every single dog to be rounded up from the community. And they took them out and out by like the desert rock or whatever, somewhere out in the desert and shot them all. <gasps> 
I know it like makes me want to it makes me want to cry thinking about it because you guys I have a dog and she's the love of my life and I just can't I can't handle the evilness of that yeah Um, oh that's horrible yeah and it's it's terrible too because these prophets okay so the the land there Colorado City it's all owned by the church it's uh, like almost all of it, I think, pretty much is owned by. It's called the UEP, the um, United Effort Plan. That's their like financial, whatever institution of the FLDS Church. And so, the profit then owns the all the land. So you don't actually own like your home or your land what? when you live there. The profit owns it. So he can control everything that's why people can get kicked out or that's why they can do anything they want to your home or your children or your wives and that's how when it gets it gets really gross um that's how they control like the schools so they really discourage school they encourage homeschooling but if the kids do go to the public school the prophet owns the school and they just yeah they just teach like religious stuff they they teach that um warren jeffs is the president of the united states stop it I yeah. can't even yeah. they don't teach like anything like the kids it's so sad I was watching a documentary about this called Sons of Perdition they're about it's about kids who have escaped they didn't even know the capital of the United States like oh. they didn't know who Bill Clinton was um they just don't know basic things that they, they haven't been taught and the the boys are used for like construction and farm work and then the girls do like they take help take care of all the little babies and then when they reach the age of 12 or 14 they're married off to a man yeah even if they don't want to be obviously like they have no say um they're forbidden like from dating anyone their own age it's absolutely forbidden and you're just like the prophet will tell you who you're supposed to be married to and give you to like a quote-unquote righteous priesthood holder Oh, that yeah. just made me have all the gross feelings in my tummy. It's really like weird. I. And then oh. these young girls are having babies when they're still children. Um, <laughs> and so and the men like so if say a man, he's in this religion and he's faithful and whatever. And he has like 12 wives. If he even questions the prophet. The prophet, since the prophet owns everything, the prophet can kick him out of his own house and, like, take over his house and take away all of his wives and children. Like, it's, they're literally property there. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. How how many members are in this organization? I think, you know? uh, like, like 10,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, oh, and another really gross thing well there's tons of gross things they just keep flooding to my mind I'm all over the place but so they I love it since so they they really do follow them like Joseph Smith and Brigham Young like to a T like so they still follow blood atonement and what I'm sorry what yeah like they in 2019 they still Mm -hmm. follow blood atonement yeah they still preach you can kill someone if they're sinning (sighs) Um, especially the ones that they are really big on killing if you, you know, if they, you see them sinning are anyone who's gay oh and my God. anyone who's black. <gasps> yeah. They say that black, um, black people are like the, de- the version of Satan walking on the earth. Stop it. I want to go to the city and fucking burn it down. Yeah. Right and, now. 
that um, gay people are worse than murderers. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> yeah. And ah. this city, so, like, of course, like, for federal, you know, government reasons, um, these men who have all these wives, they can't be legally married to all of them. They're only legally married to one, and then they're just whatever, quote-unquote, spiritually married to the rest. <laughs> so then all the rest of the wives that have all these children – they're considered single mothers by the state of Arizona, and they all live off of welfare, which pisses me off because I live in Arizona and I'm paying for these people to live. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm not so mad. I, I feel really, really horrible for the women and the children in this situation because they even if they leave, like, I don't know how it's so hard to get out. And so mm-hmm. hard to leave when you're, like, stuck in that situation and you have no resources. You don't even know – you don't even know what, like, the world is like outside of that little compound. You have no idea. So I can yeah. only imagine how hard it would be for them to leave. <gasps> oh, my God. I just I, – my yeah. mind is blown right now that that even exists and that – I know. I, like when I was like, reading this and watching this documentary, I'm like, oh, this seems like, you know, oh, this probably happened in the 60s. And I'm like, no, this is still happening right at this very moment. There are people that are doing this and believing this. Um, so, yeah, but I wanted to like say that. So people who are Mormon, they're they, you know, like we said before, they're really defensive and say they're nothing like the FLDS. And granted, they're not as bad. But the thing is, is they that they believe the same like holy scriptures and they believe in the same founder and prophet. So like yeah. they they all they all both believe in the Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants, Pearl of Great Price, and the Bible. And they all believe in Joseph Smith and Brigham Young. Um, and yeah. they also believe that homosexuality is a huge sin. So, I mean, yeah. maybe they're not as blatantly corrupt and horrible as FLDS and what they're saying. At the end of the day, they still believe that these human beings shouldn't have the same rights as every other person and that they're just not God's children. I mean, they are, but they're not like, you know, <laughs> they shouldn't have the ability to live their own lives and to have love and to have kindness and blah, blah. It's like their love is conditional. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of similarities because they came, they come from the same place. So when Mormons are like, no, we're nothing like them. We have nothing to do with it. It's like, actually, the FLDS, sadly enough, is actually following exactly what Brigham Young taught. They're just following it, you know, hundreds of like 150 whatever years later. Uh, yeah. So, you know, to say that is pretty disingenuous. And Mormons are like, no, they're nothing like they're a whole different thing. Like they actually aren't. They're just that's no. that's how Brigham Young taught. And that's how they're living. And that's how you can see how evil Brigham Young was, because that's what life was like when Brigham exactly. Young ruled. And- in the Mormon church as well, they still, you know, teach all of Brigham Young's everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's in manuals. He has, like, release society manuals. Like, Sunday school manuals are all based on his teachings and his quotes and all this shit. And it's like, he's a horrible man. And, yeah, you guys can say, like, we're not anywhere close to this religion. But what you're saying, Katie, is like, well, yeah, you are because you still practice and follow this guy's doctrine and whatever else bullshit he was teaching and you still believe in that and these people just took what he actually said and made an entire religion off of it as well mm-hmm. like, yep it's ugh, makes me on a barf <laughs> so um but warren jeffs so 
Warren Jeff. I keep going to call him Jeff Warrens. I can't. I'm like really <laughs> dyslexic today. Like I honestly, all day today, I've been like Jeff Warrens, Jeff Warrens, and then I'm like, no, that's not his. <laughs> that's name. an easy confusion, right? <laughs> um. So yeah, he was the he took over when his father uh, Rulon died, and um. Yeah, he's he's pretty nasty. He's a pretty terrible person. And but you know, he claims to speak directly for God. When you listen to anything like it's pretty creepy, but when you listen to like his sermons and stuff, he still he kind of talks in the same way that like Mormon leaders talk, you know, with that mm-hmm. same cadence and he says that he got revelation from God and blah blah blah. Um so but he actually so he I think he has about like 80 wives. Um <gasps> Yeah, and he was actually arrested in 2011 because there was, um, it came to light that he'd been abusing a lot of children, and then because there was that spotlight on him, they discovered that he was marrying girls as young as 12 years old, and they were having, they were having babies, and there was actually, I think, one, one instance where he had, like, filmed the sexual intercourse with like a 12 year old Ew. Oh, mm-hmm. man. yeah and like 14 and 15 year olds were having his babies and so luckily he's in prison um but that that like, oh I it, didn't know that shit yeah he's still in prison but um he's still their prophet and uh he he's <laughs> written this yeah he's written this book from prison called Jesus Christ a message to all nations uh, from prison and it's like scripture to them and the the FLDS people are supposed to constantly pray like I think they're supposed to pray like stop once an hour and pray that Warren Jeffs will be able to escape prison or be released from prison like it's their main duty to pray and they're told like that the reason he's in there is because they're not being righteous enough and that oh, it's their fault course. that he's oh, not out uh-huh so, like, oh, there's some God. similarities there, right? Like, you know how uh, Mormons, or I guess any religion, they'll say, yeah, like, we, you know, we have the one true prophet, and he speaks to God, and, you know, we're Christians, and blah, blah, blah. Like, this is a really good example of, like, well, here's Warren Jeffs. He's sitting in a prison, and he's claiming to speak to God, and he wrote a book called Jesus Christ, A Message to All Nations. So is he a real prophet? Like, because <laughs> just to claim you're a prophet doesn't mean you are right (laughs) exactly you know what um sorry this is a bit not off topic but a little bit I remember uh the first semester I was here uh in Berlin I went to uni and there was this girl who was like um it was a German girl who was a part of this like Christian community on campus which as I've mentioned before like religion isn't a big deal in Europe and especially not in Berlin like it's just it's rare to find someone who's religious outside of Mormons. Like I only know Mormons and that's it. Like (laughs) other than that. Um, anyways, I remember she was like talking to me about like, you know, what shit came up to me. I was like, Oh, you know, do you believe in religion? And like, do you believe in God? And I was like being an arrogant, you know, Mormon was like, um, yes, I'm actually a Mormon and I believe in, in the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints is the only true church on the face of the planet and da, 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 da. And she like, was like, Oh, okay. So you're Mormon. Like you believe in a prophet. And I was like, yes, that's what sets us apart from the other Christian sects is that we believe in a modern day prophet and he receives revelation and only him. And she, I remember she asked me like, 
But how does that make your church different from other religions who claim they have a prophet? And I was like, what? What <laughs> other religions that have a prophet? And she's like, well, like Muhammad, like he also says that like he received revelation and had, you know, he wrote a book and based on that revelation. So how is your church different? Like, and there are a few others who have like a modern prophet that they believe in. And my mind was blown. Like I couldn't, I couldn't even come up with a rebuttal because I was like, wait, what? There are other churches that have a prophet as well? <laughs> what? Because <laughs> listeners, we're not taught that. Like we're taught that it's only Mormons who have yeah. a true prophet and that's it. No one else has that's, one. That's such a good point, Sarah, because yeah, yeah. I was the same way. I never thought you never think about it. You're just like, well, of course, yeah, ours is the prophet and he gets revelation from God. <laughs> um, yep. And you don't realize that there are thousands of <laughs> other different religions and cults, I'll say it, they're cults, they're cult. where um, a man will say that God came to him and was like, yeah, you're now, you know, my mouthpiece on earth. And there's so many, there's so many times when this has happened, yet for some reason in Mormonism, we're just like, well, if we know about it, we just say all those other ones are false. And most of us just don't even know about it. We're just like, oh, of course, it's just, <laughs> yeah. the, Mormon, it's just the Mormon prophet. <laughs> like, now that I think about it, I laugh and I just think, like, God, that girl must have thought I was such an idiot, <laughs> like, in a cult and just, like, you know. But I was so arrogant thinking, like, she got my number. I'm going to convert her because, I, y'all, I invited her to Institute and try to get her to come to Mormon church because I was like, <laughs> This is the Lord speaking to me, and this is a missionary opportunity. Every and... member a missionary, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, hashtag light the world. Hashtag light the world. Oh, I'm... gross. I want to barf every time I see that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I um, can't believe he's in prison and he wrote a book. Like, I... Yeah. Also, yeah. how do they... I just want to know how these members, and I say this, and I already know the answer because it's the same with Mormons, like how they can know the truth about their beloved prophet, like the fact that he's in prison because he had these videos of him having sex with young children, like how they can then justify that and say like, oh, but he's still a prophet of God. Like, and I say that and I already know the answer because like you're brainwashed and you're in that situation and you just are able to overlook that shit because I mean, maybe in the Mormon religion, it's not as extreme as that. Like we don't, you know, the Mormons don't have a prophet in prison because of stuff like that, but it's still a lot of shit that you just overlook, even though like you're a rational, logical person, you can't overlook that kind of stuff. But because you're so deep into that coal, it's like, you just are you have the ability to overlook as much as possible until you just explode which is what you and I did right Uh, (laughs) and you just say like well you know the Lord's ways are higher than our ways and we don't know why the Lord commanded that but we're sure that you know if if um Warren Jeffs they call him Uncle Warren I think they call him Uncle Warren and Uncle Rulon which is so creepy that's like what they call their prophets yeah I'm sure that God had a reason I'm sure that that the young girl that he was with, I'm sure he was loving with her. You know, it's so gross. You can just oh. hear the justification because I've heard it before with obviously lesser acts of like heinous crime, but less so with like Mormons. They'll say like, 
well, I'm not sure why that happened with Joseph Smith, but I'm sure that he took care of those women. And I'm sure that God had a reason. It's like, no, no, no. Like, uh, you know, a 35 <laughs> nah, <laughs> year old having sex with a 14 year old is not cool. And if God commanded that, then God's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I want a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> if God commanded that, then he's a dick. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, God I, commanded for you to marry women who are four or girls who are 14 years old, then God's a dick and you're a perv. So, yep. and yeah, it's just crazy that this is still going on. Um, do we have a little bit, this might go just like slightly longer, but I kind of wanted to talk just a little bit about the book under the banner of heaven. Cause it ties in girl. Talk about it. Are you cool with that? Struggle? Pause, take a pee break, get you some ice cream, put on your your sweatpants, and then replay, you know? Yeah, and I'm not going to go. I won't go too deep into it because there's, like, a ton to talk about. But I think it's worth reading, listeners, if you if you haven't. And me. I and Sarah, it's, I it's worth it. reading. And also that documentary that I watched I think is worth watching. It's called Sons of Perdition, and it's on is Amazon. It on it's on Amazon streaming, like Amazon Prime. Fuck, I have the German one. I'm pretty Damn sure it. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, Germany, why do you hate me? Okay, keep going. Okay. <laughs> I'm German so upset right now. You don't understand. Um, okay, so I just wanted to do a little quick overview of this because it ties in. So I like I mentioned before, there's lots of branches off of like the FLDS church and one of them back in like the early, early 80s, late 70s was called the School of the Prophets, organized by this guy called that. I can't remember what was his real name. Robert Crossfield was his real name, but he went by Prophet Onias. <laughs> <laughs> so he sounds he sounds super Naturally. sane already, right? Oh, OK, so Naturally, yeah. and this was in so in like early 80s in Provo, Utah, which Sarah's mm. lived there. We know. I lived there for Provo. five years. Yep. And these guys, like, so this man, he met this family of <clears throat> these brothers. I think, I think there were like eight children in this family, but they all grew up. I don't know how many were women or whatever. They, it focuses on the men and they're the Lafferty brothers. And he met them through through something, I can't remember what, and he was, like, telling them about how he felt like he was called by God to start a new, like, sect of Mormonism, and that Mormonism was kind of getting it wrong. Um, these Lafferty brothers, they were active LDS members, mm-hmm. like, they'd been on missions, they were married to Mormon ladies, just being normal Provo people, right? And he started having them over on, like, you know, some weekday nights, and they would just talk about doctrine, and they would look at the history of the church. And after a while, they started thinking, like, you know what, maybe we we got off track. Like, maybe Joseph Smith, we aren't following Joseph Smith as closely as we should. So they started getting more fundamental. (gasps) And they started trying to enforce things on their wives, like, they they tried to get their wives to stop working and to change how they dressed and to not wear makeup. 
and they stopped paying taxes because they thought that like that that all the money that they earned should go towards the efforts of their new church and just kind of started getting crazier and crazier um the two oldest brothers were named ron and dan and they were kind of like the craziest (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they started getting revelations from god because who doesn't right (laughs) and they started like combining them in this new book of scripture i can't remember what it was called but something like the second book of commandments maybe something like that and uh It was just all this really wacky shit about how the world was going to end and how, like, I don't know, they were the true prophets and they were the ones that were going to be exalted to heaven, all that kind of stuff. Well, their youngest brother, his name was Alan, and he was married and living in um, American Fork. Do you remember American Fork? Oh, yes. (laughs) Because how do people, no offense, Katie, but there's, like, a saying that people from Utah say, like, American Fork or something weird, like. Yeah. yeah we I don't know. I'm saying Utah. that, but I, you know, I have a southern accent. But I just remember people always making fun of it, and I was like, I don't get it. American and Fork. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, and they had just had a little baby named Erica. So, So that's it's Alan and his wife, Brenda, and they just had a little baby, Erica. And Brenda was like basically one of the only wives that was like, what are you doing? You know, this is this is strange. I don't approve of this. I am not going to be controlled by you or your brothers. I'm not going to be intimidated by you. She was kind of more strong headed. And uh, they obviously didn't like that. Well, they continued on with their little school of the prophets shenanigans mm-hmm. and they got revelation that they were supposed to be polygamous. Oh God. And Brenda was like, no, no, I'm not. Badass bitch Brenda. Yeah, yeah. Badass, badass Brenda was like, no, I'm not allowing you Alan to have more wives. And then she started talking to the other brothers wives and being like, ladies, come on. Like we got to stand up to them this is crazy. Um, pretty much all of the other wives were too af- afraid to stand up to their husbands, except for Ron's wife, Diana. And Ron's wife, Diana, was like, yeah, Brenda, like, I agree with you. And so Diana stood up to Ron. And I get, like, I think he was pretty abusive. And there was just a lot of shit that went down. And Diana ended up leaving him, like divorcing him which was crazy, you know, they were just like, oh, you're not allowed to do that. And she left, took all the kids and like moved to Florida. <laughs> so go Diana, got out of there, Woo! right? But so Get Brenda, on you, Diana. <laughs> so Brenda's still there. And um, Ron is pissed because he's convinced that Brenda is the reason that Diana left him, right? He was like, if Brenda would have just kept her mouth shut, Diana would have stayed and I would have still had my family. And Ron gets really depressed and they keep doing more like intense supposed like prayer and revelation with the school of the prophets. And Ron gets a revelation. I think it was, was called the termination revelation. Oh my God. And yeah, he writes it down and it's really creepy. Um, I don't have it in front of me word for word. But it's very creepy. It's written in, like, the style that Joseph Smith wrote, The Doctrine and Covenants. 
so it's kind of more like that old English. Mm-hmm. And um, it's told that you are that he's supposed to terminate from this earth uh, Brenda and her baby Erica. Oh. That it's God's <laughs> commandment, God's commandment, because she's standing in the way of their exaltation. Oh my God. Yeah, and there were a couple of other people on this extermination list that were people like that had been questioning the Lafferty's that were because they were they seemed to be going kind of crazy, right? Um, and to make a long story short, uh, I think it was on like it was on Pioneer Day, yeah, July twenty fourth in nineteen eighty four. Ron and Dan Lafferty, the two oldest brothers, they go over to Alan Lafferty's home when he's at work and they they break their way into the house and Brenda's there and the baby's mm-hmm. napping and um, Ron, uh, according to how they tell it, because, you know, they were the ones that did it, um, according to them, Ron said that he got revelation that Dan should do it, that Dan should be, like, the one that yields the sword. Oh, my God. This is, like, giving me the chill bumps. Yeah. So Ron just stands there and tells Dan that he's supposed to do God's will. And Dan slits Brenda's throat (gasps) on the floor. Oh, my God. What? And then like goes into the just calmly walks into the child's bedroom the child's not even one years old and stabs her to death oh my god yeah because god told them to (gasps) um and then they they left the state and they were you know they didn't get caught for i think it was like a week or two later they both, of course, got arrested, and they had absolutely no guilt or shame. They just kept saying, there's nothing wrong with what we did because we got revelation from God. It would have been a sin for us if we didn't do it. And um, Ron got the death penalty. He was executed. And when? Um, I don't know I exactly know. when that happened. I want to say in, like, the early 2000s. Um, maybe it was even earlier than that. Um, but Dan didn't, um, there was like one person on the jury that refused to give the death penalty. So he's just serving life in prison. So this is Utah. Yeah. In in Utah. Okay. And this is where a lot of the story comes from because the author of the book under the banner of heaven, he interviews him and it's like so creepy, Sarah. It's so so creepy how this guy talks. He, he truly 100% believes that he was motivated by God and he did a righteous thing by killing this innocent woman and her baby. Guys, I just want to emphasize again, and this is what Katie and I, we talk about so much and even more so recently with this whole prophet changing his mind because he got revelation from God and blah, blah. This is what we keep saying. Like it's the same exact shit as if, you know, one day the prophet says, Oh, God talked to me and said that anyone who's Mormon needs to drink a cup full of Kool-Aid and has poison in it and kill themselves. Or God, you know, talked to me today and said that every righteous Mormon member should go out and murder anyone who's not straight because that's God's will. Like, it's the same exact principle. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. Yeah. And it can get to that point. I know maybe Mormons are thinking if they are listening or 
if whatever, if you have this argument with them, I'm sure they'll say that's extreme. Like, obviously, it's not the case. But is it that extreme? Because look at what happened with these people. <laughs> like, right. It is, I don't it's think so that so dangerous. Is. Yeah, it's so dangerous. And it can so easily. It's like such a slippery, slippery slope of leading to that super, super dangerous and scary, uh, you know, area. Because revelation anyone can claim that they have revelation right and if you say you believe and you sustain and you follow a prophet um that gets that gets really scary because they have a lot of power and like you said they could just flip a switch and then there's gonna be chaos and murder and just really awful things happening and like it's it's shown here like and it this stemmed from this stemmed from brigham young this is a direct result of Brigham Young and his preaching of blood atonement and then the preaching that every person can receive revelation. Like this is Mm -hmm. a consequence of that. And it's really, really sad and honestly terrifying. It's horrifying. Like I, oh, I know we've talked about it before, but like I'm telling you guys, like even reading the book Handmaid's Tale and like watching it, I'm just like, I would not be surprised that like that could happen eventually and not even just with like Mormons but I think any of these conservative Christians and the the values that they're preaching that it has to be their way or the highway like well fuck like it Mm -hmm. can get to the point where you know if they say so like you know people who believe a certain way they're not righteous enough so you gotta you know kill them or put them in slip you know enslave them whatever it's just like craziness to me that like people think it's so far-fetched and I'm like but is it like (laughs) I don't think it is yeah it's like we've seen it so many times in history and even happening currently like the abuse that's happening currently because of religion and because of FLDS and because of like different cults that are abusing people and it's 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 horrible it yeah Ugh, I hate it but that is that's the general like very very gen- general overview of that book under the banner of heaven and he covers so much in it he goes all the way back to Joseph Smith and covers just really gets in deep and it's written so well like I I can't recommend it enough Oh my God, I'm going to order it right after we finish recording. Yes. Even though I'm supposed to be doing like thesis shit, I'll be like, but this is part of, of important <laughs> research. Yeah, it'll, you'll love it. You'll, it'll probably make you mad because it made me mad. But, you know, sometimes you just got to get fired up. <laughs> you do. You got to, you know, it's inspiration as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, God, that was a good it was a good chat, Katie. Thanks for it preparing was. and telling me all the things that I had no idea about. My mind oh my is gosh. like blown right Thank now. Thank you for listening. It was, <laughs> oh, I get, yeah, I get worked up. I feel like I've been getting worked up lately on the episodes. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I think we we need to get worked up, especially over these issues like this. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. If we have, I don't know if you have any closing remarks. <laughs> I don't. I think that's it. I kind of, I did, um, when we were talking about Emma Smith earlier, I looked up just like I just I Googled like Emma Smith section 25 uh-huh. and I came up with this like 
manual that so one of the church's manuals and like a whole chapter on it and I just read like a few of the things and my blood was already boiling so I'll have to send that to you and maybe we should just do an episode entirely on Emma Smith yes uh, let's I think do. that would be real interesting but yeah anyways that's the only remark that I have <laughs> yeah, because I the- feel like she doesn't get enough attention and like her story isn't really told like what yeah. happens I had no idea Y'all, I can't emphasize this enough. I did not know that Emma Smith and her, the rest of Joe Smith's family didn't follow their religion when he died. They don't yeah. tell you that in the Mormon church. I didn't know until I went to Nauvoo and again saw that Joe Smith wasn't even buried with his family. Yeah. And someone yeah. there was like, oh, that's because like she left. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm out. I'm not, I'm yeah. not done with this business. Yeah. Crazy. Anyways, as always, listeners, we love you guys, and we're so happy for our community, even though it's, um, I was going to say even though, no, we're really especially happy that it's not a cult. It's just a nice community where people can share their thoughts without hate. It's all yes. about acceptance and love. Um, But on the same lines, go like us and subscribe to us. <laughs> please please we would love you I bet a lot of you already have so thank you if you have (laughs) yeah you have I did see that we have a few more ratings today so I was like yay you guys are the best um it's not just for me and Katie though I know we joke about it and I joke about it but it's also like as Katie mentioned before it helps other people who are just maybe googling or interested in similar topics to find us and maybe it's something that they're questioning or yeah, they just need to feel like they have a safe space to talk and chat. So it helps yeah. them find us and yeah. find us essentially. So, yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with some more <laughs> awesome, not so Molly Mormon shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And on that note, enjoy yourself today. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.